In order to take care of others, we need to take care of ourselves. Self-care is also health care, here now and every day. So it's okay if you don't have it figured out. So hey everyone, thank you for joining us today. We are glad you're here. My name is Renny and I'm joined by my co-host. Me, I'm Lexi. And we want to talk about mental health and healthcare and how saying you're not okay is okay. So today we are joined by Kinza, who is about to go into her second year of medicine, is a strong advocate for mental well-being, and has some amazing advice on her social media platforms for pre-medical students. And not going to lie, has a pretty amazing closet that I would not mind rating. (laughs) So thank you for joining us today, Kinza. How are you doing? How has your day been? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so hi, everyone. I'm Kenza, and my day's been good. I, I've been waking up a little bit later than I wanted to ever since my big neuro exam ended last week on Monday. So I've been kind of taking it easy. We're in psych now, and things have kind of slowed down. It's not as hardcore as neuro. So I'm taking it easy. I head to the beach a lot. I just went today as well to do some reading and just relax and wind down after watching lectures today. But yeah, now I'm, I just made an amazing dinner and now I'm talking to you guys. Ooh, what'd you make for dinner? <laughs> I made chicken Thai red curry with white rice. Nice. Is it like spicy? Are you a spicy eater? <laughs> I do like spicy food, but not too spicy. So I made the curry paste from scratch and it did come out really spicy. But once you add the coconut milk, the spice kind of like totally gets diluted so it's not spicy anymore i did just taste it you should start something on your channel where you show like how you make these different ingredients because if it's raw like i know so many people are into that raw like based (laughs) diets and like cooking at home and for yourself i would but you know honestly i just kind of started doing it and even my roommate she gave me the idea to make this dinner i don't i can't come up with it myself because i'm still new to cooking and i'm just starting to get a hang of it yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, Ginzo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school? Yeah, so I go to University of New England College of Medicine up in Maine. Um, and how has first year of medicine been so far? So my first year, it was a lot like drinking out of a fire hose. Um, so that thing that people say, it's just so true. Um, We got slammed by just so much to memorize for anatomy, for, you know, your normal classes, your lectures, uh, histology, embryology, just everything. It was a lot of information overload. But, you know, I can't say that, like, I wasn't able to manage it. It's definitely still manageable for all those people that are looking to go into medical school. I would say maybe the first year is probably one of the harder ones. Um, And then now as a second year, things become a little bit more Mm self-paced. And so Kinza, from what I know about you so far on your social media platforms, you have a lot of experience in research and leadership and volunteer work. How did you find juggling that with other things like school, your own mental well-being, and your personal life as well? Yeah, so uh, before going into med school, I found juggling those things a little bit easier than I do now. I used to be part of a lot of stuff in college, like leadership stuff, for example, whether it's student government association or working for the admissions office, doing orientation leader. 
And then I had a couple of research positions where I would help out a doc in clinical research or work in the lab. During my gap year, I worked as a scientist at Santa Fe. And I just found that I had more time in college and during my gap year to be able to take on these responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But when medical school started, I didn't do any activities for the first semester. I started doing them second semester because I just wanted to get kind of a feel for how much work I was going to have. And that was new in my life was my YouTube channel. So I was making videos for YouTube and that takes time. And it was something I really enjoyed. But I definitely didn't account for how much free time I actually had when I signed up for things. So I signed up for Student Government Association. I ran for vice president and I got that. And then I also signed up for a research position on campus for the summer. And I got that as well. And then COVID happened. Um, Our stipend got taken away for research. So I was on as a volunteer. But yeah, I would definitely say that juggling my personal extracurriculars like social media youtube has become a lot harder so i recently left my vice president position and just this morning i was about to leave the research position as well because it was eating up a lot of my time Mm -hmm. and um after talking to my pi you know we we decided that maybe it's just my technology that's really not working for me and i should only really be spending one to two hours a week on the project So he was nice to like help out alternatives, maybe on campus to do my project and save me some time. Yeah. And so Kinsa, I saw that you had posted something on your Instagram as well. So it had something to do along the lines of, you know, respectively declining because there's just too much on like on a plate on one person's plate. So you kind of talked about that sometimes having too much on your plate and just sometimes having to just say, no, I can't do that right now. I can't handle that. And I can't fit that in without getting overwhelmed. So what advice would you give to someone who's taking on way too much and um, doesn't quite know how to say no and might feel that they're going to be missing out, but also knows that they just can't balance everything? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I still juggle with that. I'm still trying to well, but the biggest advice I'm trying to like to do in my life is to not take on new things that I may not be able to handle so I don't say no I say yes but also in the moment I don't realize like hey you may not be able to handle this I just tell myself like oh it'll be fine it won't even be that bad Mm -hmm. and I add it onto my plate and then it just becomes overwhelming slowly so that's the big thing kind of like recognize how much time certain positions really are going to take and eat up and if you really even want to do them it might sound cool and snazzy like in the moment (laughs) but then you know once the work starts piling up it's not so fun anymore yeah totally I do that all the time where like I take on so many things at once and now I'm just like ah I can't do it it's not happening (laughs) Um, and that's fine because like it's also okay to respectfully like leave these things now and my boyfriend was like why are you part of SGA when you're not enjoying it and he really gave me the push to be like okay like I don't even like this and it doesn't bring me joy so and it's just SGA he's like you're not the president of the United States (laughs) like you can step down from this it's not as big of a deal as you're making it to be no for (laughs) sure um so you talked a little bit about how you know COVID has impacted Um, a lot of your decisions, how has it impacted your medical education 
and your personal well-being? My medical education, I feel like it hasn't been impacted terribly. Our school did a good job at just kind of moving things online. And we're so used to watching videos and lectures online anyways. And I know I was. I do miss going into class and learning. Um, But since it was something I was familiar with, it wasn't too bad. And we have so many extra online resources, especially as a second year. You know, it might have been different as a first year. But as a second year, you start buying these boards resources and they're all online and you're trying to like learn how to integrate them into your schedule long term. So it hasn't been too bad, honestly. And Kinza, so because it was your first year of medical school, did you find that there was anything that you faced that had an impact on your mental health or how did you make sure that you were also taking time for your self-care? Because you were saying that, you know, you were so bombarded with so much memorization and new skills and new demands how did you find that time to make sure that you weren't forgetting to take time for yourself yeah so I I became a big advocate for always just like taking time for yourself but it was hard to do that as well um so I guess I would say I became an introvert for sure and that developed over time and I think even with COVID I feel like I've become even more of an introvert And any time, like during my free time, I considered it as me time, but I was still working because I was doing YouTube or I was doing Mm -hmm. social media stuff. And I didn't realize like, oh, that's work. Like I'm working when I'm doing that. And like some people, that's all they do. Like that is their job full time. So I had to make that distinction. um, And I really didn't start taking actual true me time until more recently And that's me going to the beach and that's me reading or waking up earlier to get stuff done in the day. So I have that me time, like actual me time by 8 p.m. Yeah. How has, um, you know, because you said you've kind of like become an introvert and obviously with COVID also things kind of became a lot of it probably became, you know, um, virtual learning or distance learning. Has it made it more difficult for you to kind of like, you know, make connections or spend time with people who are in the same program as you? Yeah, no, I think it definitely does because you don't see those people and you're not supposed to really see those people. But it also kind of has motivated me to start a conversation with someone without feeling like that first onset of shyness because like we're all socially isolated now from each other. So I know Mm -hmm. that if I start a conversation with someone who doesn't know me that well, they would probably appreciate it more than they would have before COVID because before COVID, everyone has their friends. Everyone sticks to talking to those same people. And now I I feel like that barrier isn't there anymore. No, for sure. And um, so while these, while having these conversations with, you know, your, your peers and your friends and your classmates and professors and other doctors, have you in your year so far in medicine, um, noticed how openly mental well-being is talked about or embraced. Um, because I know as undergrads, like Lexi and I, we go through a lot of stress and anxiety, yet we don't like to talk about it because we don't want to, like, like seem weak, per se. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Our school does a really good job at always talking about mental health and well-being. They did it more first year. 
And for some reason, I don't know, they're not really doing it too much as second years, maybe because they don't see us anymore. But we used to get a lot of emails about, you know, well-being and like take care of yourself, um, sleep earlier, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't know how much other students implement it because mm-hmm. I don't talk to too many other peers. You know, I don't know what they're doing to take care of their mental health, except for the people that I'm more close to. But I would say, you know, I hope that they're taking care of themselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So my essentially my my point for asking that question was like, you know, is there a stigma that you notice about having these mental health conversations um, oh, yeah. among your peers? And like, um, how would you recommend that, you know, as a community of either, you know, pre-med students or med students and residents or doctors, we kind of overcome that stigma? Oh, yeah, no, I totally, I missed that part, my bad. No worries. Um, so I even, I even feel kind of like I was saying it excessively, you know, even I came to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to sound like a lunatic for always saying like, I need my alone time, or I need me time. Because I just, for some reason, I get really tired after long bouts of like talking. And it has nothing to do with who I'm talking to or what it is. I just get tired, right? Mm-hmm. And like, after you're st- stimulated all day long with lectures and labs and all that like I just need some headspace I've realized um but then even I started feeling a little crazy having to bring that up you know as a as an excuse to be like oh I'm gonna go take me time because I just apparently just can't handle this you know um I just get tired and that might be the introvert that's yeah no aroused in me or something but no I I get that too I I work all day at a clinic and then when I get home I'm like I at work I have so much energy and as soon as my shift is ended I'm just like oh I'm tired now yeah like I just I can't yeah I'm so tired talk so I think people need to just say that like I've been saying it and the reason why I feel like I maybe feel a little uncomfortable now saying it so many times is because other people aren't saying it except for very very few people that I've opened up to who are going through the same thing Mm -hmm. will be like yeah me too like I need it for my mental well-being to, you know, be able to go about my day and not have to talk to a million people mm-hmm. every time, like, I interact with them and just keep things short and sweet so that I can go back to my headspace and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely, so. like, headspace is so important. I do the same thing, too, is when I finish work, I just have to tell myself, like, I need to go home. I can hang out with my friends in the evening or socially distance or Skype. However that looks, but I first need to just take an hour to just calm down first, collect yeah. myself and check myself. Do I have energy to now go back out? So I relate to that so much. Yeah, people don't talk about that. You know, like yeah. I really don't know anyone that has other than one or two people that come to my mind that really are open and honest and say, I'm too tired to like even talk to you right now goodbye you know I I gotta agree a lot of it is about reflecting yourself making sure like Lexi said checking in with yourself like are you okay if not it's okay if you need to step away from this right now and like kind of in a way um put pause on everything else around you just to kind of reflect and spend a little bit time a little bit of your time for yourself like I like to do my nails because like it's just like absolute no thinking required there just gotta like you know peacefully paint my thumb paint my index finger yeah 
That's if you um, have a steady hand is. to paint your nails like that. Because if, when I try to paint my nails, it gets so frustrated. Let me tell you right here, future, future surgical hands. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a little bit of a more personal question to ask you. So I come from an Indian family. And it has been so difficult for, for me to go to my parents and be like, hey, I need therapy. Because yeah. every time we have these conversations about mental health, it's not a comfortable conversation because to be completely honest, I do need therapy and I don't have any problem saying that uh, because like the amount of pressure that they put on like me and the combined with the pressure that I put on myself to succeed, it's a lot to manage. And I do have breakdowns once in a while when my emotional capacity has like mm-hmm. reached its maximum. So I know that you're a South Asian Muslim and did you ever encounter something like this? Yeah, I think I might've said it a a little while ago maybe a few years ago like oh I need therapy and I was totally brushed off and I don't know I said it in college at some point I was having a lot of things were changing in my life and I just needed an unbiased person to talk to like really badly because I didn't know what I wanted um, anymore amongst all the change but I remember when I said I need it and I was kind of asking for it maybe even indirectly, I wasn't going to get it. And it was brushed off kind of like, oh, you know, therapy, haha. That's funny. Um, I just took it into my own hands. Like with BetterHelp, you can either pay for it if you have a job. It is affordable compared to like in-person therapy. Mm -hmm. It's $45 a week. Um, They also offer like financial aid. They have a lot of ambassadors, including myself, that will give you discount links to make it even more affordable. You don't have to worry about getting a ride. Like maybe you're not old enough or you don't have your license to like take yourself places. You can just do it, you know, from your phone. You can text the person if you want to be even more discreet. If you live in a household and you're like, my parents are going to eavesdrop or they're going to hear me talking to someone and then they're going to walk in on me. You can still choose that messaging feature and talk about anything you need to talk about with this therapist. So yeah, I took it into my own hands. And then after I had already started doing it, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm an affiliate for BetterHelp. Um, I've done a video for them. I think therapy is amazing. I was like, I love my therapist. It's amazing. I can talk to her about anything. She helps me keep my anger, emotions, irritab- like irritability, all of that in check. She's helped me figure out where my anxiety comes from, why I feel the way I do about certain things. Like really just analyzed me <laughs> and like helped me analyze myself. So I could start solving the issues I was having. Yeah. Because I know that exactly. I go to therapy and I'm quite a big advocate amongst my friends and my peers about how life-changing therapy can be, especially through school. And you mentioned that as well, like university and like post, post-university, it's a time of change. Like right now we are making like some of the biggest decisions of our lives. And sometimes having that outlet is what you need. Because sometimes you don't want to discuss things with your friends or your family, but you want to just have someone listen and give you that advice or even give you those better Mm -hmm. tools. Like I know with my therapy, she works with, you know, like we read poems to each other sometimes because like I do get a lot of relief through um, literature. But what advice would you give to someone who's really, really struggling right now with accepting it and really having a hard time pushing away the stigma of that? you know, therapy is only for people who really need it. And by really, yeah, like get over yourself kind of is yeah. my, <laughs> my advice. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, 
therapy's this or therapy's that like only these types of people do it or just get over yourself like you have a problem and the first step to that is being accountable of it and being like just sit back and be like I am the problem like you are the problem and the only way to fix that is through therapy and to be completely honest I strongly believe that like even if you have absolutely no problem in your life there is nothing wrong with going to therapy because sometimes you just kind of want to like rant about like something stupid or like something dumb that you saw and that just kind of pissed you off or something that you're having a great time about like it doesn't have to be because you're going through something yeah yeah you know, you're, you're actually absolutely right um that's so true um it could just be to talk and it's a safe place and it never leaves the room yeah, yeah. even as always to have that one person that you know I know sometimes I I personally I make this mistake a lot that when my life's going good I'm like oh I don't need to go to my therapy sessions now yeah. and then when I go back and she's like well what's happened you know why we could have worked through all these little things that led up to the big moment right so yeah that's so true yeah I mean I'll be honest even I like have been a lot better and I haven't been going for the past three weeks (laughs) because when you feel better sometimes you you brush it off but then you know as soon as you start slipping sometimes it's harder to get back in that cycle of oh yes I need to go back or you know I deserve to give myself that outlet and I'm worthy of having someone to talk to and someone cares someone cares to listen to what I'm going through because you can also get in that mindset of well no I tomorrow 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 but then tomorrow never comes yeah I know you're right I have to think about that now (laughs) (laughs) but I do have a question for you because I mentioned this before can I raid your closet oh yeah (laughs) I mean I'm kind of shocked that you like my closet oh my god God, are you kidding we were talking about it before before we go on the podcast I used to, like, before I, I realized that, you know, med a med student, like, that is who I am, and started putting out that content, I did try the whole, like, fashion DIY thing, but I, I honestly, like, I just was not good at it, and it wasn't my passion, so I... I'm surprised that you guys like it. I love the way that you dress. Like I was yeah. just telling Lexi, I was like, listen, I think I need a closet reel redo and I know where to get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I haven't heard that like well, you know, ever. You know when you time. match your earrings you. to your outfit, you're a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, do not mess with me. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> your opinion, like hopefully it's positive, but if not, like that's okay because I have enough self-confidence on me right now and enough self-love to walk through my day. Thanks. We had this conversation yeah. before we caught on with you and we're like, oh my gosh, she just looks like she knows what she's doing. Thank you. Right? You know what helped with that though with the clothes? I got rid of a lot of clothes. Like it, it was, a, it took a few years to, you know, really just get rid of a chunk of my clothes. I really don't have that many, but I wear everything I have now and that was my goal to have just the right amount of clothes that like I wear everything so it doesn't get lost it doesn't just sit there or it doesn't get lost I sold a lot of clothes um I donated some but yeah I think that was the trick to the whole like wardrobe thing for me because I had a lot of junk that I just don't like anymore and I didn't like it on me and I got rid of it and that really opens your eyes when you open the door to see like what am I going to wear today you like everything in your closet now because there's only maybe like 10 blouses mm-hmm. and you're gonna rock it I'm sorry I have to throw this in here and it might be super Pinterest cheesy but just kind of going off of your clothing thing like that's so relates to mental health and I know it's like long-winded 
but you know sometimes you have to throw out the things in your life that are not serving you and really just put out the things that are important and say this is what I need to focus on this is what I need to see and this is what I need to choose every day everything else get rid of it yeah that's such a smart connection to make even with your room so having a homey bedroom has meant a lot to me in the past Mm -hmm. year so when I moved to medical school I made a very much very much of an effort to like make this room me and buy the things that I like to make this like a a leaning mirror I really wanted that like that's me and I thought Mm -hmm. it would look good in the room and the style of it and everything so I think even your bedroom or the space that you're in most of your time has a lot to do with improving your mental health yeah for sure I live by the philosophy of my room as a a reflection of my mental space so if my room's a mess and if I'm not you know picking up my laundry or folding my clothes or just leaving things out then you're coming back home to that and that's what you're allowing yourself to live in so Clean your room, people. Clean your room, clean your mind. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, and clean your desk space. Like, if you're, uh (laughs) uh-oh, studying, you know, if you're not studying well or, like, you need that little boost of motivation to study, you need to clean up your desk space and make that a nice area for yourself, Um, too. BRB, just going to go do that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, But, you know, on that note, um, I was wondering, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm on almost every platform at the moment. You can find me on Instagram at Medkinza. You can find me on YouTube. That's my channel, Medkinza. I'm on Twitter now as well, just more recently. Um, I am also on LinkedIn by my full name, Kinza Hussein. And I did just start a podcast, but I don't have a name for my podcast yet. So right now, I think it's Medkinza or Kinza Talks. I have no idea, but I only have one episode out. So that is to come in the future. For sure. And you know what, you guys? We will post all of this information both on our um, Instagram and our description for this um, podcast on Spotify and on Anchor and the other platforms that you might be listening on. So, um, you know, definitely reach out to Kinza. She has some great advice for pre-med students who are working on you know their preliminaries or their personal statements or secondaries or confused between being you know md or do because to be completely honest that's where i am right now but aside from that thank you so much for joining us today kinza and i hope that we can have you on our show again thank you so much for having me and i did just want to let anyone know like if you are that person that is getting over yourself right now and you want to try better health you can more like you can use my affiliate link. Um, it's the same website, betterhelp.com slash medkinza and you'll get 10% off. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And remember, until next time, get your self-care together. And when we say self-care, we mean confidence, awareness, reflection, and empowerment. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. You can follow us on Instagram at mental health dot together. Have a great day.